Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Welcome back. What's up, everybody? We are excited to be back. Sorry for our last week that we were not here. Well, we were. <laughs> we were here. It's just uh, Jenny had some pretty, pretty bad headaches. So yes. I would have done the recording myself, but what's the point of Dear Husband and Dear Wife if it's just me? I might as well <laughs> have called it Dear Husband and, and, and me. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Um, so welcome back, guys. I hope that you guys have been able to pack, um, not packed, wow, catched up, caught up. Wow, English is hard today. <laughs> it's only... It's only 7.17 p.m. So. I know. I know. So I hope you've caught up with our episodes, and if you haven't yet, then we encourage you to do so. Last, no, two weeks ago. Jesus. <laughs> we spoke about communication. And so we had talked about five different um, pointers that we wanted to give you regarding communication. And if you missed it, we really encourage you to go back and listen to that. And so today we're going to be talking about conflict and resolution. Yeah, conflict and resolution. Um, obviously, in any relationship, there's always going to be conflict and resolution. To some extent, that's not to say that your relationship should be filled with conflict. But obviously, you know, you have males and females that speak two completely different languages. Correct. So there's bound to be some conflict at some point. Absolutely. So, so this we... episode is all about, this, you know, again, it's our experience trying to be somewhat of a guide. Yes, yes. Um, sorry, I was giggling because I have a tendency of interrupting Denny a lot. And Denny has a tendency of interrupting me too, so. <laughs> so we just so... interrupt each other on a daily basis. <laughs> so this is a perfect podcast for ourselves. We're going to track conflict and resolution yes. <laughs> after this podcast ourselves to see how we can resolve this conflict. Absolutely, of interrupting each other mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so let's hit it off, babe. So let's talk about conflict and resolution. First and foremost, um, what is considered actually conflict in a marriage? Um. I guess, well, it's different for everybody. Um, Not everyone has the same marriage, so, you know, everyone has a different language that they speak or that they feel that it is part of their personality. So I think it all depends on each marriage, really, to be able to determine what conflict is. But obviously, in any marriage, in any relationship, you can... You can say that conflict would definitely be something where both parties feel like they're not coming to agreement on something or feel like it's, you know, some aspect of, of their of their marriage or relationship that's not supposed to be present or in existence. Yes. The, the reasons may vary. Yes. We're not talking here about am I going to eat chicken or steak or what should we cook today? 
type of disagreement. We're talking about big, big disagreements regarding um, big decisions, big life experiences, or big next steps, in other words, uh, when it comes to in your relationship. So though this podcast obviously is guided right now um, within the first years of marriage, this also really works for people who are couples who are just dating right now. So conflict and resolution is going to be something that you're going to experience in any relationship, married or dating. And you also experience that with siblings. You also experience that with parents. But for the context of this podcast, we're sticking with the first year of marriage and also with uh, dating. So yes, Danny was saying conflict can resolve in many ways. It can be resolved in many ways, but also it can be a result of many differences and disagreements within a couple. So I think one of the biggest things that I would like to share, we're about storytellers and we like to share, we like to use our own story to talk about conflict. So I think one of the biggest um, decisions that we had to make was basically um, when it came to, what would you say would be a good big conflict, babe, that we had? Mm. Holidays. Oh, yeah, for sure, holidays. Um, As we near the holidays. Yeah. So within the first year of marriage. We're getting close. So within the first year of marriage, our biggest conflict was holidays. And it sounds silly, but Danny grew up doing holidays a certain way, and I grew up celebrating holidays in a certain way. Correction. I didn't grow up doing holidays, period. Well, no, let's give some credit to your parents, at least your mom and your, your mom. The only holiday that we did, Jenny, was Thanksgiving. That's that was true. It. That's true. That's it. We didn't do Christmas. We didn't do anything else. We did nothing. It was yes. just birthdays and Thanksgiving. That's that correct. That's correct. So one of the biggest things was when we first got married, holidays for my family is a big, big thing. Celebrating Christmas, celebrating New Year's, and celebrating Thanksgiving. And I found myself in a predicament where I literally did not want to budge in a way that allowed my husband to experience holidays also with his family. The little tiny moments of like visiting his mom and spending a little bit of time with his mom and his brothers during Thanksgiving because I wanted to be with my family the entire time. Do you remember that? Yes. So we found ourselves constantly getting tense whenever the holidays would kind of crippled in or start coming around. And... It was a constant discussion of where are we going to go? How are we going to spend the time? How much time are we going to spend with Danny's family? How much time am I going to spend with my family? And vice versa. And we never seemed to really agree. Yes. Continue. (laughs) Now, um, come to look at it fast forward. I think one of the ways that we ended up coming to a resolution behind this was that we sat down. And ladies, I'm going to be honest with you. I think sometimes it's easier for men, for our husbands or our boyfriends to really give in to spending time with our families. But it's really hard sometimes for ladies. And I'm not going to say that's the case with everyone. But for a majority of the time with ladies, it's just really hard to spend time with our husbands' families. 
Um, again, not for everyone. But in my case, it was. I had a mother-in-law who, you know, kind of didn't like me at first. And <laughs> not kind of. She straight up didn't like me. <laughs> yeah. So she you know, straight up didn't like yeah, me. Yeah, which that's another conversation for another episode of like how to deal with in-laws, right? So um, but anyway, you know, she just didn't really like me and I'll be honest with you, quite honest with you, I felt uncomfortable being around Danny's family most of the time. So it was really, really hard for me to be able to communicate with Danny and be real with Danny about how I was feeling and the tension that I was feeling of having to go to his house every single Thanksgiving and spending most of the Thanksgiving with his parents um, or with his family. And that was hard. That was really, really hard for me to express that to Danny because I didn't want to disappoint him because I knew that he was already doing so much for me. I knew that he was already spending a lot of the weekends with my family. I knew that we were spending a lot of the time with my nieces and nephew. I knew that Danny was the uncle that was showing up to soccer games. I knew that Danny was the one who was actually coming to the house and visiting my parents when I would say, hey, let's go over to see my parents. So I found myself in a situation where I really didn't want to, honestly, selfishly, just I just didn't want to do it. How did that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious it doesn't feel good. But, I mean, it was definitely, you know, a constant, like, yeah, a constant fight every year because it was like, well, you know, one of the biggest excuses was that, well, your family doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, of course my family didn't do anything, but... That didn't mean that that was a, an excuse big enough to, like, not go see them. So Correct. Yeah. And so we constantly, like Danny said, we were constantly fighting and arguing about that. And I think now that I think about it, it's not just about holidays. I think it was just even just spending time with your parents and your family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think... I, mean I, I understood that my family was completely different from yours. You guys always got together and, you know, always celebrated <clears throat> celebrated everything and everyone. And my family was literally just my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. And all they did was just sit on the couch and watch TV, and that was it. Yeah. So I, I to some extent, I understood why there was no point in going to see my family because that's all they would do. Absolutely. And so we found ourselves constantly... Well, I found myself constantly, I'm going to be honest here, I was the one that was bickering a lot about like having to go to Danny's parents' home or having to spend time with his parents and his family. And so part of what I had to do was learning how to resolve this problem and coming to an agreement that was fair for the two of us. And I think at first we don't realize that, but in a marriage you're constantly compromising you're constantly looking for ways that you that it's fair because it's a two-way street Danny always says this that it's it it is a two-way street and so one of the things that we did was we decided that we were gonna go ahead and spend time every single holiday with both of our parents and so that meant getting ready early and spending time first with Danny's family and then taking off to spend time and conclude the evening with my family. And that was hard at first. I don't think we were both seeing eye to eye at first. Danny's like not focused today. I'm focused. It's just you're looking at me like, oh, it's my turn. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
another thing about conflict is not just the holidays. Obviously, those are obvious no. ones, but I think conflict also comes up when when both parties have different perspectives about life, about certain things. So good. Um, and that's the hard part. That's where you um, start to really like get to know your spouse because, again, you have two different people who are making the decision to live together for the rest of their lives. And so how do you go, you know, the amount of years that you did growing up with mom and dad and brother and sister and, and that kind of family dynamic to being, you know, under one roof with a different person that didn't grow up with you? So, you know, in this case, Jenny comes from a family that, you know, they're very, um, they're very, you know, family oriented. They, they like to spend a lot of time together and like to call each other all the time, you know, and I didn't grow up like that. Jenny grew up, you know, talking to her parents all the time, like by phone and with her brothers and sisters. And I did not. You know, it's, I, my brothers and I rarely, you know, communicate with each other, but it's kind of like, we don't feel like we have to call each other all the time or every day or every other week. Like, we're just like, oh, hey, what's up? It's been like months since I last, you know, heard from you. And we'll talk and we'll have good conversations and, you know, but in Jenny's family, that's a completely different story. If Jenny doesn't call her mom for two days, you know, her mom assumes that we don't like her anymore. <laughs> and whatnot and so it's it's you know completely different you know in regards to um, conflict again it's I grew up different in my home environment you know so did Jenny so you know that big question is always how do you how do you solve conflict with someone that didn't grow up the way you did correct and I think one of the biggest things that Jenny's pointing out too is that um conflict's going to look different for like you said, because it's going to look different for everyone and for every single couple because we all grew up differently. And yeah, holidays is just a tiny, probably a poor example of like um, real conflict and resolution because a lot of it has to do also with um, money. You're going to see that a lot or the way that you're raising your kids later on in the future or the way that um, sleeping habits or eating habits and those little differences can create a big, big conflict eventually if you if you're not communicating and you're not trying to resolve them as soon as possible yeah um some i've noticed that you know there's a lot of people out there that um portray this concept of resolution by just avoiding mm. or ignoring um conflict and again it's different you know it's it's a different perspective when you have conflict with someone that you don't know in comparison to, you know, your spouse. And so communication is key, guys. Again, it's, it's, it's a huge component to marriage, period. This is not to say that, you know, that you're going to be perfect at it or that you are expected to be perfect at it. That's, that's not even a, a real um, goal, but to at least have a sense a sensible approach to you know being able to solve conflict between spouses it's definitely a, a key to every marriage 
again, guys, you know, we, we speak a different language. You know, we don't we don't play genies with each other. You know, we look at each other, we give that nod, and we already know what's going on. As for women, they, they assume that we know what they're thinking without <laughs> them telling us ever. And then, you know, we get we get smacked in the head because we got it wrong. And it's like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me this. Or, hey, you didn't say anything about this. You just assumed that I would know. And that's definitely one thing that Jenny and I always constantly go through when when she thinks that I got something wrong, I'm like, well, you didn't tell me this or you didn't tell me that. And she's like, but still, we've been married for nine years. That's you should correct. have known by now. That's correct. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, that, no, no, I'm not a genie. I'm not going to assume that I know what you're thinking. And let me just say that not all conflict is bad. In fact, conflict is good in a relationship because it actually, well, conflict that can be resolved is good in a relationship because it allows room and space for couples to communicate. It allows room and space for growth and for learning. But all bad, but what can become really bad about conflict is the idea of constantly holding resentment after conflict and we don't want that or becoming resentment because it's not being resolved. Um, so resentful, sorry. Because it's not being resolved. So if I was to say that all conflict is bad, that is not true. I think conflict allows us to grow in a marriage and it allows us to get to know people. Um, and if you're married, sometimes conflict can lead to some angry sex. And that's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a lot of guys out there are gonna hope for some conflict to get some angry sex. <laughs> and then, and then there's not that, which is not bad. You know, sometimes that's what you gotta do to kind of resolve it. You gotta get the tension out. You gotta get that's, the heat out. <laughs> that's a gamble, guys. That's that's a fifty-fifty chance. I don't know. That's gambling. The Bible says gambling is no bueno. Don't do it. <laughs> and then. And then there's, um, you know, so there's there's a couple of things that we wanted to kind of point out about resolution. So in order to resolve conflict, we're going to give you three pointers today. So the first thing is in order to resolve conflict, you have to be able to be vulnerable and to express yourself. And it kind of ties out to last two weeks episodes, like two, two weeks ago episode. that You have to be able to be vulnerable and be able to express yourself when it comes to conflict. And your spouse should be able to create that space for you that allows you to express yourself. I think one of the best ways that we have resolved conflict with Danny and I is when we kind of put both of our guards down and we're like, okay, I need to hear Danny out and I need to give him space for him to express himself. And he will share his heart. And the second thing that, um, not, not the second, but the second that I do that, I notice that He's being vulnerable with me and I'm sh he's sharing things with me that he doesn't like or certain things that he disagree with. And that in a way kind of helps us to kind of move forward to have a solution. Would you agree? Yes. And then the second thing that I would say would be definitely important in order for resolution to happen in a conflict is no blame, no shame. No blame, no shame. Yes. So in other words, I'm not blaming my husband He's not blaming me, and I'm not imposing shame on him when he does something incorrect, or I do, or he doesn't impose shame on me when I've done something incorrectly, because that 
can lead to a lot. Instead of leading to resolution, it leads to more conflict. Instead of leading to angry sex, you're just going to get the couch, man. <laughs> you get all excited, and then you're just going to be in the couch. That is true. So no blaming and no shaming each other. And then the third thing that I would say um, in order to help you move forward in resolution is really what does the Bible say? You know, what does the Bible really say about love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really putting into practice what Scripture teaches us um, about not arguing with one another, but being able to listen to one another and being able to forgive one another if we've said something offensive or if we don't agree or disagree. Yeah, um, definitely, you know, in biblical terms, obviously, you know, this is something that that God allows us to endure, not because he wants to you know, hurt our feelings or make us feel extremely weird about certain things that we're not accustomed to, but definitely just the opportunities to be able to be honest with each other, to be vulnerable, to be sincere, you know, with with those that we love and care for. Um, obviously, we live in a world that that lives life opposite of everything that God says, but that's the Lord's kingdom. It's completely upside down. And so we are to love those that hurt us. We are to love those that, you know, that talk, you know, harshly about us. And so when it comes to, you know, having conflict with your spouse, you know, this is definitely those moments where you should take opportunity, you know, where you should take advantage of that and then and just have those real authentic you know, vulnerable moments with your spouse where there's no shame in between anyone. There's no guilt of any kind, but just the space to be able to be sincere and to be open. Absolutely. I think, um, not I think, I know um, Scripture teaches us in James to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And that is very... Slow to anger, babe. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm so totally butchered James right now. (laughs) Be slow to anger and quick to listen. Wow. I am tired, ladies and gents. So I apologize for that. (laughs) Guys, it's only 739. I've had long days at work, so I apologize about that. But yes, it's be slow to anger. and Wait, 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 wait. Am I getting it right? Slow. Pastor Dale's going to kill us. Oh, my gosh. Be slow to anger and quick to listen. Pastor Jake is not going to be pleased with this one. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just being ready to not get quickly angered. Um, it's really important. You know, Scripture teaches us to definitely be gentle with with our with our with our words, to be kind, and to definitely listen first before we start pointing the fingers or blaming shame. And conflict will continue if we don't practice really well listening skills. That's the truth. Yeah. It's definitely hard. For sure it is. Uh, To just sit there and listen to someone speak is kind of difficult because... At least for me, um, sometimes I, I just, my brain goes to some other, you know, something else. So <laughs> it's it's definitely, you know, listening is a huge component, guys. Got to listen, not just listen, but like actually pay attention to 
to what's being, you know, what's being shared. Women like to be heard. Women want the need to be heard. That is correct. But so do men. That's true. So you can't just put it on women. So do men. So, yeah, I mean, again, three things, you know, listening, creating a space where it's healthy for you to be able to resolve conflict and to have conflict. Uh, And then the second step, obviously, is being able to um, be able to engage in a conversation where there's no shame, no guilt, where you're not shaming each other or pressing guilt on one another. And the third thing is definitely the most important thing, I think, is realizing what a scripture really teaches us about conflict and resolution with our brothers and sisters and also with our spouses. You know, I think it's really important to understand that scripture teaches us that we are to not hold any grudges or resentment against anyone and to be able to clearly communicate, to be able to listen and to become slow to anger, to not get easily angry when the person disagrees with you, but instead be able to come into one accord, into an agreement And I know scripture teaches us this, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, the greater love that has ever been demonstrated is is the love that Jesus gave us, that he gave up his only life for us, right? And sometimes that's what it means, like great love to love your spouse means sometimes you're yielding to your own desires so that you can resolve conflict, so that you're not constantly bickering at one another and constantly trying to see who can win or who's correct, because I think that's so wrong in so many ways. And a lot of times, ladies, and I say this, ladies, as women, we want to sometimes prove our husbands wrong. And sometimes we can be such know-it-alls or vice versa. Sometimes men in marriage can feel like they know it all. And so, you know, we don't want to do that to our spouses. We don't want to do that to each other. But instead, we want to be able to yield and to be able to say, okay, this is where I'm going to yield down and I'm going to, because of because I love my husband or because I love my wife, I'm going to go ahead and lay down my own desires so that I can go ahead and, you know, try to resolve this issue. Yeah. Uh, definitely one, one thing that I, that I constantly remember about um, is just I have to, I have to remind myself that Jenny is not, um, Jenny. Jenny's not like me. She's a very, very sensitive woman. And like God describes her to be a fragile cup. So I have to constantly remind myself that that's who Jenny is. And so I have to, I have to tread lightly. Because again, you know, sometimes my way of expressing myself could be hurtful. And so it's not always it's not always safe to just, oh, well, this is how I feel, and then bam, hit her with, with all of my like harsh feelings all at once. So there's there's a lot to it, guys. There's a lot to being married. I'm I'm again, I'm I only have nine years turning ten in May. I don't know everything. I don't have the answers to everything. I only have nine years worth of answers. That's all I got. But for anybody that's out there listening who's been married a lot longer, please share your wisdom because we need it, especially in times like, like today. We definitely need this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, babe. Thank you. And that's true. You're welcome, babe. <laughs> 
That's true. I think your <clears throat> choice of words really do matter when yeah. you are trying to resolve conflict. Yeah. So, and that goes for both male and female. So, yes. um, if you missed last week's episode, not last week's, I keep saying last week, and I apologize for that, but two weeks ago, then we encourage you to go listen to that because it kind of gives you pointers on how to best communicate. And again, these are just five out of many tips for communication, but, you know, just encouraging you to really not shy away from conflict if you are feeling tense, but be able to have those conversations with your partner, with your spouse to be able to say, okay, hey, like we need to resolve these issues because the idea and the goal is to continue to move forward into a healthy relationship. And we don't want conflict to fester in our hearts because then that just creates a lot of other drama that an unresolved baggage that you do not want to carry into the following years of your marriage or even when you're dating. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, Again, we apologize that we did not do a podcast last week. Yes. But we did one two weeks ago. Yes. Just making sure Jenny understands this. (laughs) Um, but again, yeah, thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, please let us know how we're doing because we're not professionals at this. Yes, please visit we're our still, Instagram. We're, we're still getting started, so we're you know slowly but surely getting into the groove of things and learning about the ways of podcasting. Yes, and so. also you can totally send your comments to contact at Danny. No. Wow. We don't we don't know our email address. Guys. Contact at dannyandjenny.com. So you can totally send your thoughts. Maybe that's it. No, it is we that. No it's idea. contact at dannyandjenny.com. And Jenny with an IE, not with a Y. Yeah. Alrighty. All right, y'all. Um, we will see you. Not we will see you, but we hope to catch we you. Will. We're just we're just gonna end it right here. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful good night. Good night. Go to sleep. We will. Adios. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.